0: To venerate is to hold in great respect. This great nation of ours is filled with great people that have a story to tell. The Veneration Nation is a storytelling podcast. Storytelling from the distinguished and sometimes controversial members of our community. We will document the stories behind these great people. Join us, listen and learn. Are you someone we need to talk to? Or do you have a suggestion of someone we should be talking to? Email us your suggestions to thevenerationnation at outlook.com. Now, the Veneration Nation podcast, based out of the great Pacific Northwest in Ording, Washington. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to episode number six. Tonight, we're going to be revisiting the Vietnam vet and continue his story. So please just sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Uh, Sunday night, uh, 11 December, 1966, and it is warm. Mom, how are you? <laughs> Mike, what are you doing now? Chris, are you listening? Chris? Okay. Sean? Sean? What you doing, boy? Are you busy? Well, just stop listening a little bit, and I'll tell you what's been happening. Okay, okay. Here we go. Well, let's see. Since last week, there hasn't been an awful lot happen. Uh, Let me see. Uh, I told you in the last tape about uh, a well they were drilling next to us here. Well, the driller finally got down to 305 feet and. He hit salt water, so he's closing up the drill and going to start drilling another in some way. So much for that. Now, uh, oh, one day this week, this past week, I was over at uh, the S&T Battalion where I go over to eat my meals over there, and uh, I picked up my tray and loaded up and uh, went out and was sitting under this tent eating my lunch. And who comes out with a couple of trays but two of our Red Cross dollies? Uh, they came up and sat down at the same table I was, and we got to talking. And they weren't too old, I guess, uh, 22, 23. One was from Pennsylvania, one from San Francisco, and they thought that the job they were doing over here was the most important, you know. Well, I have my personal opinion about the American Red Cross and the Donut Dolly, so enough for that. Oh, the other, when was it, yesterday? No, the day before? Friday, I think. Friday we had a, uh, Sort of a U.S.O. show here, just down the road from us. Uh, Martha Ray was over here. You, I don't know whether you uh, ever saw her in motion pictures. She's that gal that she had an awful big mouth, but she's a terrific entertainer. She was over here. Uh, we closed down the PX from two to two thirty and went down to listen to her. She was uh, well. It was just her, and she had a real good guitar player that was doing the accompanying and. Uh, she put on a pretty terrific show all by herself there. She told a few few stories and sang a few songs and uh, there was only three or four of us there, but we really appreciated seeing an entertainer from stateside, you know. Now let's see what else is new. Oh, today the uh, engineers came down. They staked out the location of the post-exchange and next week they're going to start pouring the concrete, so uh, maybe within or three weeks, we may have our old beat-up PX under a roof of some kind here, and be operating like we should. Uh, what else? Let me think a minute. Our good captain has finally broke down, and uh, he went to walk and he uh, hired three girls, shall I say, to work in the post-exchange. Uh, Two of them are what you'd call mamasons. They are uh, widow women. Their husbands have been killed. Uh, the one girl I would think is probably thirty years old. The other one is probably forty. But then uh, he picked him out a sort of a good-looking chick uh, who was supposed to be about eighteen, and he has fallen madly in love with her. The uh, I don't know what education these people have got, but. Uh, Two of them we're going to have them in the PX. They'll be uh, stocking the shelves and uh, dusting and uh, making, marking prices on the stuff and such as that. And his little chick, he's going to uh, turn her into a cash register operator. Uh, I don't think she's got sense enough to count two and two and make five like we have to do sometimes. When uh, I get up on that adding machine we got now and start counting, sometimes two and two equals five or six or maybe even seven, we uh, lose a little stuff occasionally, and uh, uh, sometimes you forget the price of something, and uh, you figure, well, it should cost at least 30 cents, and then when you get to checking on it later, you found out the stuff should have been selling for a quarter or maybe even 20 cents. So all these things happen. We don't do it intentionally, though. Uh, last night, when I got... Uh, all of the mail and the letters and the postcards and uh, that great big box. I was sitting straddled in my bed there and uh, writing a letter and uh, I kept looking down at that box and I didn't know whether I could open it or not. I thought maybe I'd better save it for Christmas because uh, uh, there's going to be absolutely nothing exciting happen around here, on am unless it might rain harder than normally. But I thought I'd say it was a Christmas, and then I got to thinking, no, I better uh take a look in there and see if there's anything in there that might be perishable uh so I opened it, and the first thing I thought, my God, did she buy herself a new hair dryer now? I know that it was a hair dryer box, and uh then I got to thinking, well, no, I'm sure she didn't. she must have picked the box up someplace, and then I started digging into the box and just like a uh, like a little kid at Christmas, you know, I got a little impatient, and the more I dug, the, the happier I got, and uh, when I got to the bottom and found the poppycock, why, that, that did it. I'm not going to open that poppycock. I'm going to definitely save that for Christmas. Uh, all the fellows over here are getting uh, packages now, and uh, the kid that lives in Seattle, Matt, his name is McLaughlin, Uh, He gets packages from his aunts and uncles and grandmother and grandfather and his wife and I think he gets packages from everybody but the mayor of Seattle. And uh, he's always opening them up and he. The other night he got a sort of a metal box and it was full of uh, popcorn (laughs) and cookies. What a mess! And we ate stale popcorn and cookies there. We had a ball though. Uh I hope some of that. stuff I've been ordering starts coming in. Uh, these catalogs, we had uh, three of them in the PX at one time, and, and uh, somebody sold a couple of them. So I've only got one left in the post exchange now. So, uh, after I got that letter from you, I sat down got the order blank, and went ahead and made out the orders for all these things, and sort of broke them up a little bit. But I didn't date them, and uh, all from time to time, I'll uh, Send one of the orders in so they don't get to you all at once, you know. Uh, A little thing for Sean that you mentioned. I got in on order. He could get that before Christmas, I hope. I got the, I think I told you I got the dwarf. D-W-A-R-F. Sean, did you understand what I was just talking about? I hope not. Uh, Today is Sunday, of course, and... uh, we, uh, I planned on uh, taking the tape recorder and the camera and going, walking down to the beach. And uh, we slept in this morning. We didn't, none of us got up until about 9 o'clock. And uh, oh, it was a beautiful day outside there. Sun was shining. You look out through the tent door, and it was beautiful out there. About the time we got up and got some clothes on and got washed up and got shaved, and uh, sun just coming down like terrible. And here it started to rain. Never saw anything like it, and the sun was shining all the time, and it rained like crazy. So uh, yesterday was the tenth. It was one of the cutoff periods for our reporting, and uh, Mac and I, we had a lot of work to do. We didn't do it last night. didn't feel like it, so we worked on the report until noon, and then uh, after lunch, we planned on going down to the beach, and uh, we still had some work to do on the report after lunch. Finally got it knocked off about 2 o'clock, so about the time we got ready to go, I... Here come a couple of friends of mine in. Uh, one of the guys I knew in Bomb Holder, he's over here with a cavalry outfit now. Out. And uh, we sat around and uh, just sat around and talked and had a cold Coke and carried on until supper time. And they cut out and I went over to get supper. And then I came back from supper and uh, fiddled around a little bit. And then I came over here into my little old steel hut and I'm sitting in here where it's little quieter than it is over in that place. I was thinking that one time I'd uh, start the tape over there and let you listen to some of that racket that goes on, but then I got to thinking you might uh, you might hear something hollered in there that didn't sound quite right on tape because uh, some of these guys cut loose sometimes. Uh, today was supposed to have been a uh, pretty eventful day around here. The uh, old man had a uh, convoy laid on to go to Natrang. He lined up 20 trucks and uh, they were supposed to leave at 6 o'clock this morning, and uh, we had air cover laid on all the way. It's only 75 miles, but it takes them uh, seven or eight hours to make the run. It's uh, The road isn't in too good a shape, and uh, a couple of places the bridges are gone. They have to drive down through the old riverbed, and uh, the Koreans have got the security of that area, and uh, they've been running convoys up and down that road two or three times a week, and, uh, uh, they've had absolutely no trouble at all in that stretch of road there, so he was going to go down today and uh, start loading this afternoon and then start back tomorrow morning, but uh, all of a sudden uh, yesterday we found out that uh, Something else some important convoy was coming through and they canceled our air cover. So uh, if you don't have airplanes overhead why uh, You best not uh, try to take a run because if you run into trouble if you don't have those airplanes up there with uh with their guns and their bombs and all that stuff, why old Charlie could really get to you in a hurry. So this was canceled, and uh, now it's set up again for next uh, Wednesday morning. And uh, the old man's going to take uh, two of the boys with him, and uh, they won't have other men along, of course. They'll have MPs, and they'll have uh, uh, some of the cavalry troops along. They'll have their recoilless rifles on a couple of jeeps. And, uh, as I say, the rocks have got that pretty well cleared out, but you never know when Charlie's going to come in, so they take a long enough protection, and they get through all right. Uh, we're about running out of stuff here in the PX now. We're all out of whiskey, and uh, we're down to just about the essentials. We've got a few uh, soggy saltine crackers left, and we've got the jars of cheese, and a lot of shoe polish, and uh, plenty of cigarettes and shaving articles, but we've run out of the goodies like the uh, canned pineapple and the cookies and uh, uh, some of the better type candy like the Butterfingers and uh, uh, Babe Ruth and Powerhouse and all this stuff. This is going completely. I uh, see that I'm starting to get down pretty close to the end of this tape here so uh, it's hard to tell when you get right to the end of it so uh, I'm going to have to knock off here in just a little bit and uh, reverse this thing or uh, I'll be ending up here in the middle of the sentence. So uh, don't go away, just uh, let it run on through and then flip the tape and I'll go on from there.
0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain
1: This should be side two. Now, if you started this one first, you're wrong. Back up and start all over again. This is side two. Now, uh, what are we going to talk about this time? <laughs> what do you try this? you get a big bang out of it. Of course, you got a lot of help there. Uh Mike and Chris and Sean and Sam and everybody probably wants to get in on it, and then it goes pretty fast. But when you're sitting here all by yourself, it's uh, kind of hard to think fast enough to stay ahead of this thing. Oh, another little incident. Last week, uh, we always keep somebody on the front door up here, and uh, on the front door of the tent we let in about ten or twelve people at a time. So uh, I was pulling a little stretch up there. I was uh, leaving a boy so he could go do something or other. But uh, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, who walked in but uh, two Korean nurses. And they went on through and looked at everything and they went back and bought some, what did they buy, Some soap and toothbrush and toothpaste and such as that. We've got to uh, serve them because they have a regular Korean ID card. They also have a ration card, same as we do. So uh, they went through and bought what they wanted and went back out. And and one of them, the good-looking one, she came back and stuck her head in the door and and she said, uh, Excuse me, Sergeant, do you have any catalogs? And pretty good English, you know. And I said, uh, yeah, come on in, I'll show them to you. So I showed her the uh, Japanese-Korean catalog. This wasn't it. Then we have another little catalog here, which is uh, mail a gift to the USA. You They got the order and sent it uh, to New York City, and they mail a gift from the PX warehouse in New York. But it's only stateside type item, stuff that's made in the state. So she said, no, uh, uh, do you have anything like a certain robot catalog? <laughs> And I got a laugh out of that because she was familiar with the Sears and Roebuck catalog. And I told her, no, I was sorry. I kind of figured later that uh, she was wanting to buy some uh, civilian clothes, maybe. Now, the Korean soldiers, they come in here all the time, and uh, they're making a run on uh, Salem cigarettes. They're allowed uh, six carton a month, and I think uh, that's all they buy is Salem. Uh, Yesterday morning, we had... uh, we generally only start out with a full case of cigarettes, which is 60 cartons. In no time at all it was gone. and uh, I hollered for another one, and they brought out another car- a case with 60 more cartons, and, and in about 40 minutes there we sold 120 cartons of cigarettes. And I think uh, every one of them went to these Koreans. I don't know what they do with them. Maybe they eat them, or... I got a sneaking hunch they're probably doing a little black marketing. Oh, something unusual happened last night. Uh, I've taken a picture of our tent here, and uh, in the back of the tent you see a, a little, looks like a little outhouse back there, and on top of it is a a red and white gasoline drum. Well, this is, uh, we climb up on a ladder and pour our water in this, and then on the bottom of it we have a little spigot and a shower head, and this is how we take our showers. So uh, we'd always been taking cold showers, and uh, last night this sergeant who works with me, he got up there and... He put an immersion heater in there. He went out and scrounged up an immersion heater somewhere and put it down in there and lit it up. And uh, boy, last night we all went out there and uh, we filled it full of water and we all had a real hot shower. It was number one. I think about the first hot shower I've had since I've been over here. The engineers have been going around through the areas and uh, pouring the concrete slabs and then they leave it up to the people themselves to come up with uh, some type of a Shower affair, you know, and some people are putting up the big 55-gallon drums and all this stuff. But it's going pretty slow now because, uh, well, all the combat troops are forward, and uh, the support troops back here are so busy supporting they haven't got time to do anything else. I don't think I told you, but next Wednesday there is a uh, an Air Force general coming up here to visit the PX. Uh, last week we had a Colonel Simmons from. Cameron Bay and Major Hardy from the Trang. Now these are two uh, big shots in the PX business, <clears throat> and uh, they find it hard to believe. They've been up here. This is the second time, but they find it hard to believe that we're trying to operate up here out of a couple of old beat-up tents and and makeshift furniture and all of this. And uh, we showed these gentlemen a letter that we had written on the sixth of November to Saigon, telling them that uh, we were established and we needed. Uh, Typewriter and cash registers and adding machines and calculators and furniture and and those people in Saigon they don't even have the courtesy to answer your damn letter. So <clears throat> excuse me. So this general's coming up and uh, Major Hardy says now when he gets up here he said you just tell him what you've been telling me and he says he's a little bit browned off because uh, the PX system has got certain commitments and he says they are not following through. Uh, they're getting supplies in, but that's as far as they go. They're not trying to support you people anyway. And he says if they're going to run a post-exchange system over here, then they're going to support it all the way. If not, he said they might just well forget about it and we'll all go home. So when that gentleman gets in here uh, on Wednesday, I'm sure Captain Wright will have a few things to say to him. And if Captain Wright doesn't have to be here, if he doesn't happen to be here, why, I think I'll be able to take over and tell him what the story is. Uh, this past week, our sales in beer and our soda has been going very, very good. We have uh, sold the last of our beer. We don't have one can of beer in the whole sinking place now. But we must have about eight thousand cases of Seven Up out here. Everybody, everybody has bought all of the Coke and all of the RC and all the Dr Pepper and all the Lemon Lime. And the only thing we got is this Seven Up, and oh, you know, there is stacks of it. But I think uh, it will go, it'll go pretty slow, but these characters, uh, they'll drink anything, doesn't make much difference. We'll get rid of it eventually. These people keep bugging me in the PX here about uh, when you're going to get in cameras and tape recorders and all of this stuff. Well, I try to explain to them what the story is. Uh, We are supposed to get 10% of everything that comes into the the Matrang Depot, which could mean uh, an awful lot of uh, items of that sort. However, division has got their finger in the pie, and uh, they've published a letter, and they tell you how you'll handle this stuff. You Once you get it in, you don't dare put it out for sale to the general public, you know, the GIs. You've got to uh, prorate it out, so many tape recorders to a unit, and so many of this to a unit, and then you call a unit and say, uh, we have got uh, six cameras for your unit. Do you want to buy them? And... Uh, then you've got to wait 10 days, and if they don't send somebody over to buy them, then you put them on the counter. And it is getting so damned over-controlled, it's pitiful. Uh, people are telling you, people that can't even spell post-exchange are coming up here and trying to tell you how to run the damn thing, and it's getting pretty monotonous. Oh, I think I told you last week that was starting to get in a uh, supply of magazines now. You can uh, stop sending them. I've been getting the ones you've been sending. Thanks a lot. Uh, we're getting in such things as Playboy, and then we're getting in the uh, what we call the skin magazines, which uh, are trying to uh, emulate Playboy. They come out with uh, a big centerfold of a half-naked, uh, what you may call it, you know. And uh, these type of books go real fast. We get the Readers Digest and uh, Time and Life and Look. And uh, so far, we've not gotten in any uh, any the hunting and fishing type. Uh, this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, uh, we got in a big shipment this afternoon, but it was uh, a lot of comic books and uh, some more skin books. Then we're getting a little pocket books, and uh, everybody is picking out the, the skin books out of there. A little book about, uh, one book that was real popular here was called Cherry, about a little uh, gal about uh, 16 years old. She was a little nymph and everybody was reading this, and this particular book went real crazy, you know. They, fast it got out, they bought it up. People uh, knew about it. I read the book, it was uh, one of those things, you know. Uh, I think I told you the tent we're living in is an old beat-up job, and the floor is uh, made out of scraps of lumber that we borrowed, and begged, and stole, and everything else, and uh, so tomorrow I found out where I can get what they call a talk package. Uh, this is a complete tent frame. It has the floor and the sides and the screen on the side and the the rafters that goes up in the top and once you put this thing up, see, and then you pull your tent down over it and boy you're you're really up real snug then. I think I know where I can steal one of these and I'm going out and see if I can get it and then in the evenings I'll have my men over here putting a thing up. We'd ought to get it up in a couple of days and then we'll be uh we'll be real cozy then. Uh, they tell me the only trouble with these is uh, you've got to sweep about 20 times a day because uh, every time you walk in there, you keep tracking in this sand. Yeah, this is a problem, but it'll, it'll be better than sweeping on uh, a bunch of garbage. They had a uh, rumor going around here uh, last week that they were going to put uh, tui wall off limits and uh, because the prices on items down there keep going higher and higher and higher. well. Uh, they haven't put it off yet, and the prices are still going higher and higher. And uh, uh, today we uh, didn't get our vehicle, so uh, four of my men, they went out. They just walked out on the road here, and they can always catch a ride into town. So they went downtown, and one guy bought himself a, uh, looks like a smoking jacket, but a little bit long. And he said they wanted 500p for it, and uh, he got it for 440. And uh, then the sergeant that worked for me, he went down and uh, he came back with a damn blanket. I don't know what he wants with a blanket over here. <laughs> and I asked him what he paid for it and he said 700p. This is uh, about seven hundred, seven about dollars. But uh, these people go into town and uh, there's nothing to spend your money for. And uh, They got the money and don't know what the hell to do with it, so they just buy most anything. And they... They make a, a little doll over here. It's it's a pretty cheesy thing. It's about uh, well, 14 inches tall and uh, it's dressed up like a Vietnamese girl and uh, these fellows that have girlfriends or daughters, they're buying these and mailing them home. They're, they're pretty cheesy though. I've seen some of them. There isn't a hell of a lot you can buy in that town down there. It uh, They have no industry here and uh, uh, I have seen some jewelry that comes from down there which uh, jade earrings and jade rings and such, but my God, the price is out of this world. For a little old jade ring, they want uh, 20 bucks and uh, the jade isn't even good. It's a milky colored jade. It's really not good stuff. But as I say, these GIs, they've got the money and don't know what to do with it, so they'll just buy most anything. So those I've rambled on and on and on here at uh, Nothing much has really been happening. I think I've given you all the highlights. Uh, I'm eating okay, no problem. I get pretty tired of roast beef when you have it three times in a row, and uh, you get tired of fried chicken when you have it four times in a row. And breakfast is always eggs and bacon and toast, the same thing day after day. But uh, word of living, no big problem. You take care of yourself now. And uh, keep Mike straightened out. And don't forget, I love you, and I miss all of you very, very much. So until the next time, I'll just say good night.
0: Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. Again, to remind you, if you have someone you think might be a popular guest for us uh, please send out a quick email to the veneration nation at outlook.com and uh, please tune in next week for our next episode thank you very much